Hi, and welcome to the CEO Create Every Opportunity podcast. Did you know that the average CEO reads about 60 books a year? They do this because they know the secret to success is in continuously learning. My name is Tracy Babcock. And I'm Allison Burkhart. Our passion is in self-development, and we've read over 100 books combined this past year alone. We want to share with you our favorite learnings in each book, wrapped up in a fun 20 to 30 minute podcast. You may not be able to read 60 books a year, but if you tune into our podcast, you'll gain all the benefits needed to live your best life. Let's get started. Today, we're going to be talking about one of your favorite books, Tracy, by John C. Maxwell. It's called The 15 Invaluable Laws of Growth. I think we're both really excited to start this week's episode because we got so much out of the book. Yeah, I, I, this was one of my favorite books. I think I told you I felt like it was the Bible of personal growth because I feel like out of all the books that we've read, it, this kind of encompasses all of the lessons that I've read in all the numerous books that we've read together. What do you think? Yeah, one. what's funny about this too is um, we joined a little mastermind webinar in which this book was covered and we loved the first chapter or actually one of the first laws which we're going to cover and we ended up both getting the book and then you read it a couple of months before I actually did you read it when we went to San Diego on that trip and you just kept going on and on about how much you loved it so then I read it and then preparing for this podcast and rereading it a second time I couldn't believe how many more notes I took on it so I'm excited to get started how about you me too um we have some time constraints obviously on our podcast so we want to really narrow in on the chapters that were the most meaningful for us so in his book there are 15 laws of growth and today we're going to focus on four of them so allison do you want to kick us off with our first lesson yeah so the first law which uh is actually the first law in the book it's the law of intentionality and uh, it opens with growth just doesn't happen. That that to me just summarizes it all, right? It, nothing comes without intention. And he spends, he goes into a lot of detail in this chapter that we're going to touch on a couple of the gaps that he brings up. But my biggest takeaway on the chapter was, do you have a plan for your growth? Do you have a plan to become better? It just doesn't happen on its own. I couldn't agree more, and one of the best quotes that I found in this book was um, about the law of diminishing intent, and what that says is that the longer you wait to do something that you should do now, the greater the odds are that you will not actually do it. Well, right. Let's, I mean, how many examples do you have of that? Tomorrow, tomorrow, tomorrow. Why put off tomorrow what you can do today? There comes a time when you've just got to put a stake in the ground and get started on it. Yeah, there was um, a coworker of ours that talked about this and about how we're always waiting for tomorrow or wishing that we had done something in the past. And it was a really powerful a motivation speech that she gave us and it's just about act on it now because the best time to plant a tree was 20 years ago but the second best time to plant a tree is today so I think that's a really important lesson in this about setting intention and taking action to start right away one of the things that 
this probably resonates so much with us is that we have been on this growth journey and we have been taking a lot of time focusing on how we are going to grow versus just what our goals, right? So I would even say on what are your goals? What are your goals? And they've always been these um, sort of business goals, but never focusing on my personal growth because John says in his book that you'll grow. If you work on growing yourself, you'll hit your goals. Sorry, is, is, is what I'm trying to say. Um, one of the quotes that I really liked by James Allen that said, people are anxious to improve their circumstances, but they're not willing to improve themselves. So nothing's really ever going to change. I think that's why this first invaluable law has been so meaningful for us um, because we're trying to get really clear on what we want. Right. And I think it all started for us with uh, Miracle Morning. Our first podcast was about how we started our personal journey and how personal growth has become uh, a habit for us and something that we take seriously and that we try to continue to grow every day. And so that's why I picked this as one of our topics today. Do you have any um, real life examples that you've been living this past year since we've been on our personal growth journey together that you can tell us about? Yeah, I think that there one that really comes to mind as you, you're just kind of recapping the law is when John in the chapter talks about how intentional he was about how he needed to save $800 to take his very first personal growth uh, seminar. He, him and his wife had no idea how, how they were going to come up with the money, but together they partnered, they made choices, they made hard choices to invest in themselves. And I think, honestly, I continue to be extremely proud that we did the same thing and went to the Best Year Ever Blueprint event because that was an expense that we both looked at each other and said, but we're worth it. Like we're worth taking and learning how to be better each and every day. So I think that that's a real life example of putting this law into place. How about you? Can you tell them a little bit about, I'm not sure, um, the Blueprint event, what was that about? So uh, Tracy and I were able to go on a three-day retreat that gathered entrepreneurs, either would-be entrepreneurs or folks that are already on the journey. And um, it is run through the Miracle Morning community. So best year ever, the intent is to gather hopefully like-minded people around how to create your best year ever. And the blueprint part was that we got three days to almost sort of create a blueprint for us. We got to hear guest speakers. We heard from um, some of the most well-known entrepreneurs that are out there. And both you and I had the opportunity to kind of create what our blueprint was going to look like for the year. You have one that you can speak to as sort of the alphabet moving yeah. from A to Z. Um, I did mine in a, in a, what I want to accomplish in six months, you know, a year, six months, weekly, daily, but it was, it gave us this opportunity to hear from how other people have built their success and how to come up with a plan to build a blueprint to have your best year ever. Again, being super intentional on focusing on your own personal growth. Nobody's going to make this happen for you. 
you've got to jump in and make it happen. And I like in his chapter talking about the difference between accidental growth versus intentional growth. So we all will grow to a certain level just as we progress through life, but unless we're intentional about it, we're not going to get to the level of success that we want to get to. And I think that that is one of the biggest lessons I've learned on my growth journey is that I'm not sure who quoted this, but your level of success will never outpace your level of personal growth, which is why I have been so intentional and so dedicated in creating a habit of trying to grow every day. So Yeah, growing to be your best, your best self ever each day. It takes work and it takes commitment and it takes uh, belief, belief in yourself and it takes... Um, trying new things, um, making mistakes. He talks a lot about that. I, I love when he talks about timing. Um, I think for you and I, starting the Miracle Morning, when we share our journey with others, are like, uh, they might say things like, maybe tomorrow, maybe once I, once I do X, Y, and Z, I can do that too, right? I love when he talks a lot about that timing gap yeah, wouldn't it be fun for our listeners if I read these off and we both at the same time say who's got the issue with it? Okay, I love okay. that. Yeah. So the first one, when he's talking about applying the law of intentionality to your life, there's these different gaps that hold us back from that. So I'm going to read them out to you and we're going to say whose name we think fall into that trap. The assumption gap is the first one and that's I assume that I will automatically grow. Yeah, no, I knew that that's not wasn't gonna happen. I don't happen. think that's either like, of us. I was like, yeah, agree. no, I might have thought that in my twenties, but I know now. No, me I'm not too. Growing. So we're aligned. Yep, yep. Either one. Yep. Okay. The second one is the knowledge gap. I don't know how to grow. So I don't think. I don't think that's either yeah, of us either. No. Don't you worry, listeners. Yeah. We're gonna get to the part that holds yes, us back. Yes. Yes. The third one is the timing gap. It's not the right time to begin. I feel like I do fall into that because the question in my mind has always been uh, maybe when the kids go to college and I have, you know, more yeah. space and time or more financial freedom or there's always a better time to be doing things. Uh, I agree. I think it, depending on what the circumstances that I would fall into that. And I, I, I'm going to read a quote on that, um, yeah. that, that was around um, timing, but I agree. So if I want to make a big, bold move, like potentially leave a current situation that I'm in for something else, I have for sure put, well, maybe when, well, maybe three months from now when I've got more socked away, this, that, and the other thing. But when he when I was reading through that chapter, um, one of the uh, quotes struck me, and I wrote, "Believe I, uh, you know, I, did I believe this that the longer you wait to do something, you should do now, the greater the odds are you'll never actually do it." So you talked about yeah, that too early, so uh, when we met earlier about the book that that was something that's my waiting gap, I definitely fall into that I might not actually ever do it. So I have to think, then, is it something I really wanted to do? Because yeah. then why am I waiting? So yeah. Okay, the mistake gap. I'm afraid of making mistakes. 
I don't know if I'm afraid of making mistakes, mm-hmm. but you've called me out on that. Maybe I am. <laughs> Maybe there is a fear of making mistakes because I feel like I have a good success rate. Mm-hmm. And if I take a leap and I take something and it fails, then, you know, so yeah. it could be a little bit of mine. I think I have a little bit of it. Uh Again, when we were preparing for the podcast, we talked about this. I told you that I actually love this question. Uh, what would you attempt to do if you knew you wouldn't fail? A personal story on that would be um, a side hustle that I'm working on. I look at, it's a creative side hustle, and I look at examples and I say, I could do that. Oh yeah, I, I could do that. I could deliver what that person delivered, but where my... Um, making mistake gap falls in is but what if I don't know how to run the business or what if I don't know how to charge the client correctly or what if I like underbid or overbid like so I I do I do block myself but it is pushing through those fears to continue to go right yep um, the next one's the perfection mm. gap I have to find the best <laughs> way before I start it has mm-hmm. to be perfection mm-hmm. yep yeah, you know, we, you and I, um, in our current uh, working environment, we are learning a lot on this, right? So we are now learning that you have to get started. You have to get started, you have to make mistakes, and then you have to iterate on it. So one of the things that I read um, that I loved in this particular gap was, can you really see the whole route before you begin, or route, I should say, route. So I wanted to ask you this question, can you name one time in anything you've ever done that you saw the entire route from beginning to end? Probably not. If you did, did everything go as planned, right? So. Uh, You wanted to be a buyer. Did you know what that meant? Like the entire route of being a national buyer? No. No. So I I try to remember those times. Yeah. Because I probably, I didn't do anything perfect. I didn't know how to do my current role um, that I have. I didn't know. I only know the first step. And I think that um, I fall into this gap for sure. And I have to spend time like talking myself back off like you know and I live by I have posted in uh, my office don't let perfection get in the way Mm. of good or something along those lines to remind myself that perfection isn't how to get started get started and then you can work towards perfection yeah okay the next one's in the inspiration gap I don't feel like doing it I mean I don't feel like that applies to us. I mean, there's times when we don't feel like working out or we don't feel like getting up mm-hmm. at 530 in the morning, but we push through that gap pretty well. Yeah. I find if I don't feel like doing it and if I do the five whys on myself, it's usually because I really just, it doesn't align with something, yeah. right? So you talk about, um, I, I don't want to get up every day at 530 and go to the gym, but I do want to be healthy and I do want my body to look a certain way so I push through so when I'm not doing it that's because I actually really don't want to do it (laughs) yeah and then you give yourself a little bit of leeway for that okay we're going to move on to chapter three which was called the law of the mirror Mm -hmm. so we went from chapter one to chapter three again because we're just talking about the ones that Mm -hmm. had the most impact on us and this is all about seeing the value in yourself and adding value to yourself and what that means to mm-hmm. your overall growth. 
Yep, looking in the mirror. When I reread this, I literally thought of Michael Jackson, Man in the Mirror, right? And if you, I'm not going to sing for you people because that would be bad, but um, I'm looking at the man in the mirror. Like you, there's just, you can't, it's the oxygen mask on you first. You, you just have to um, really take time to figure out how you value yourself before you can actually really even add value to anyone else. So I, I like this. I, there are a lot of great points in this. This was the one that hit home the most for me because it's probably one that I need to work on the most of all of the laws of growth in this book. Um, it really struck a chord with me when he st- talked about um, the fact that he quotes uh, Nathaniel Brandon, who says, no factor is more important in people's psychological development and motivation than the value judgments they make about themselves. So he basically talks about the fact that you will only reach a certain level of success that matches what you think about yourself. Mm-hmm. And then I was like, oh, my God. Like, Are you limiting? Am I limiting am I, yeah. my growth because of my limiting beliefs about myself? Maybe. Maybe. Am I thinking I can't accomplish something? Mm-hmm. Am I even subconsciously doing it? Maybe not even consciously. You also liked this Zig Ziglar quote. Yes. Zig Ziglar um, says it's impossible to consistently behave in a manner inconsistent with how we see ourselves. We can do very few things in a positive way if we feel negative about ourselves. I know. It's so true it's so true so i mean this chapter is really about the importance of loving yourselves and doing whatever it takes to love yourselves we don't always wake up naturally and be like hey i'm a badass looking i'm gonna kill the day (laughs) right but i think the more we can do to curb Mm -hmm. negative self-talk celebrate little wins um and really just applaud yourself for the little things that happen in your day, reflecting back on it and what you did well. I think it's also an opportunity for this particular law to have a great accountability partner, to have somebody that can actually say, stop being so concerned Mm -hmm. about what others think of you. what, What do you think of you? Do you really think you can't make that happen? Do you really think you're not getting a job because of the way you dress? Do you really think that you're um, not going to make money at doing something because you don't have an MBA. Um, you know, it's it's having a great partner like you are for me that just sort of gives you shoots it straight, right? Like somebody that can help you with the encouragement, but also just like cut through the nonsense, which you are great at doing. And had we had the record on about a half hour ago while we were eating some Mexican food, you would have heard Allison really give some shit back to me about my negative self talk about myself about a promotion that um, I put my name in the hat for and was trying to convince mm-hmm. her that I why all the reasons why I won't get this promotion and it was very humbling and she really gave it back to me and turned my negative self-talk around so we are good accountability yeah, well, partners for each well, other and I need to hear that sometimes mm-hmm. because there is truth in that but there's still some truth in what I said. <laughs> well, I think it, that uh, the way the human brain works, we keep ourselves in a safe spot. Um, so we know that to be true. Like we, we're instinctually don't put ourselves at risk. 
Um, but I think the more that we can um, journal about all the great things that we are doing, all the things that we never thought we could do, um, uh, never thought we'd start a podcast, a mastermind group, never thought that we would walk into a day where we would be sitting with 200 entrepreneurs when you and I are not entrepreneurs. <laughs> like when those opportunities come and you get to the other side of them, it helps me be more concerned about what we're doing than what somebody else thinks. Like, what are these two girls doing at this meeting? They're not entrepreneurs. We were like, well, screw that. We, we're here. Well, even and it worked yeah. out, like, amazing. And even so. funnier is how much we talk about the podcast and the fact that we've done four or five episodes and we haven't marketed it yeah. or put it on Facebook. Why? Because we're like, are people going to like us? Is are it they perfect? Gonna, is it perfect? Probably not. It's on my iPhone, uh, but we are going to start shipping it because you know what? It's not perfect. No. But we're having Doesn't fun. We hope be. you're having fun. I have a serious question yes. for you. Is Tell me in the book there was an exercise to write down one word to describe yourself. Did you do that? Exercise? Yes, I did. I journaled on it. Pick one word to describe yourself and what would it be? Um, and so at the time, the first thing that came to my mind was frustrated. Oh, boy. And then it says, hmm, did you pick a positive word? Because if you didn't, you need to change it. Now, I know all the reasons why I wrote down frustrated, but then I'm reading and I'm like, okay, all right, not positive self-talk. So the next thing he, John says is we tend to get in life what we're willing to tolerate. So... I'm obviously tolerating things that are making me frustrated. So I needed to, the next part of the exercise was to write down a positive word. Um, so I chose determined as my new word. I don't need to feel bad about me in this and make myself frustrated. No, I need to be determined and, and that, do something. That so that was my breakthrough. <laughs> frustrated to determined, yeah. that's amazing. Did you do? I did, did when do? I did it in my head, and my the first word that came to mind for me was committed, mm -hmm. and I was like, oh, that was a positive word, and I was pretty excited about it because I do feel that I am committed to my job and to my family and 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 to my kids and to personal growth and all of these things meshing together in the past 500 days and I feel like there's some kind of synergy between all of that that's working for me so see you are more positive than me mm -hmm. we'll see. <laughs> um, the that's last great. point I wanted to make about in this chapter and we'll move on is if you are feeling bad about yourself or if you're feeling like you need to add value to yourself and boost your esteem is by adding value to others mm -hmm. and it's I can tell you firsthand that it's nearly impossible to feel bad about yourself if you are adding value to someone else and you feel that that you are adding that value so I thought that was really that was really powerful for me I agree. Um, John is a preacher. When it relates to that, he preaches adding value. I think the other thing that I took away was uh, while he talks about adding value for others, which I agree, uh, it's important. 
It is making sure for me that I don't spend so much of my time trying to add value to someone who is not willing to value themselves. Um, Whoa, that, that's powerful. You've got to come up and meet a person. Other, otherwise, I feel like um, I'm trying, yeah. trying, 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 and, and there's there's like the no, 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 the walls come up. I mean, again, uh, you need to be open to receive. So um, I love adding value when um, people are then meeting me and like sucking yeah. it up. And that's a, know, that's really it. good. So. I didn't even think about that, but you're right. Okay, our next chapter, guys, is chapter five. Um, and chapter five is... I can tell you, tell it is consistency. Yes, the law of uh, consistency. The law of consistency. Um, discipline keeps you growing. Uh, so he talks about motivation gets you going, but discipline keeps you growing. So I love this chapter, the motivation keeps you going, because we all think we need this great motivation to grow, but you don't. You need discipline. And the first quote in the book that I highlighted was, small disciplines repeated with consistency every day lead to great achievements gained slowly over time. God, we literally we think highlight alike the same because things, that is right? the, the, the one that I, that I wrote down. That's so powerful. That was the first one. Like I, 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 it, and it's an everyday situation. So I found the document that I was looking for. So um, this is sort of uh, a daily affirmation that Al has that how sorry uh you can uh go onto his website and, and get so i'm not going to read the first thing but it's because i'm not going to read it all sorry but i'm going to read the first part where it says i am just as worthy deserving and capable of achieving extraordinary levels of success and all of my goals as any other person on earth and that the only thing that separates me from those at the top is my level of commitment so from this moment on i'm 100 percent committed to being the person i need to be through daily personal development and then he goes on but it is it's that consistent when I read that I was like that is the only thing that separates me from being healthy not healthy going to the gym not going to the gym not drinking as much wine drink, you know it is it is I like I deserve what everybody has but maybe I just haven't been committed to it so how could I fault somebody who's doing better if they've been so disciplined to making it happen so this thing has woven through my entire 500 plus days of development well it's very serendipitous that you read that particular quote because that is my af the beginning of my affirmations that i say every day wow so, yeah so i've said that for 520 days every morning to myself so that's amazing so we Chills. are totally in tuned but I love that because I think people automatically want things, but they don't want to necessarily work at it. And you really mm -hmm. have to create the discipline for the habit, and then the habit will give you the great life. Yeah, that um, is. That's one of those other things he says, right? Habits turn into actions, into attitudes, and attitudes into lifestyle, which is... Um, one of the other things I noted in this chapter was you can visualize tomorrow, but your focus needs to be on today. Value today, right? So it's living in the now. It's it's appreciating the now. It's looking at everything that's around you now. What's yeah. in front of you right now? 
Well, that's like, so what's true. in front of you right now? Instead of worrying about three days from now, we may have goals. We may achieve want more than what we have now. But if you're not valuing the process of get, mm-hmm. getting there, then you're giving away part of your life in hopes that it will be better. So right. I love yeah. that because that is one part of the book was valuing the process. One of the other best parts of the book for me was what we talked about in. Um, You'll never change your life until you change something you do daily. Stop. No, right? Look at my notes. No. I wrote that down, okay. too. So he talks about people do not decide their future. They decide their habits. Yeah. And their habits decide, decide their future. future. What? Yeah. Well, tell me so, a habit you're doing right now that it, is deciding your future. It really is. And mm-hmm. it brings me back to our daily morning practice and how much great change and how much mm-hmm. great growth and learning has come from that and how that is changing my future and how I am doing things I would have never done before that. So that's powerful. Um, Even a small change um, at our uh, current jobs that Tracy and I have together, we are implementing some small change in the way that we gather as a group every single day. So it is a ritual that takes place where this small group of people gather every single day and it's got these steps and and the things that we talk about. So we are creating a habit every single day, Monday through Friday. And how are we changing the future? Well, it's changing Uh, email communication it is changing how we problem solve so there's many different habits not just the habits you create at home not just the habits you create with your kids and your family but it's things that infiltrate into every aspect of your life that can literally change how we're going to operate even in our jobs in the future so did you get touched by that the whole there's a section about a writer i guess he's famous and he's been he's done the music scores for all these movies and he's a 45 time academy award winner his last name is williams um and they have a whole story about him and how he developed from a very early stage in his life a habit of writing something every day good or bad And he says, there are good days and there are less good days, but I do a certain amount of pages, it seems to me, before I feel like the day has even been completely served. And they asked him about writer's block, and he said, there's no such thing for me because I don't care what I write. It can be the silliest nonsense, but it'll start a train of thought or consciousness Mm -hmm. that ultimately leads him to something else, and then the music or the writing continues. So creating that habit, I if I reread my journal entries, some of them are redundant, some of yeah. them are silly, some of them are angry, but it does get it out there and it creates the habit and it is fun to kind of look back a year ago and watch my growth too. I don't know if you've been doing that. Yeah, I have gone back and read a couple. You, you yeah. inspired me to do that because we were talking and you said, oh, I wanted to go back on this same day and look to see yeah. if anything had changed. So I have done that, but I agree with you on the journaling. For me, sometimes it's just putting it out and onto paper versus rereading it. But I was going to ask you, based on the story you just shared about about that writer has that been uh, truthful for you for the writing of your book that you're working on no I would say I kind of forgot about that lesson until I reread it for this particular book but the whole creating the habit yes but I don't write every day but one of the things that we learned in our seminar was writing a book just so you all know I'm writing a book 
But writing a book is a huge task, and it's, it's overwhelming to think about writing a book. But I learned something in the seminar about breaking down the year into increments. So instead of the year being A to Z, it's in two-week increments, so A to B. And when I broke down that I wanted to write 36,000 words, I was like, ugh. But then I broke it down, and A to B was only 1,200, and then I put dates on it. So the first two weeks of the year was 1,200, the next two weeks mm-hmm. was 1,200. And I'm tracking, and I'm at over 10,000 words already because I'm creating the habit of looking at my chart and making sure that I'm tracking to my goals. Well, and you're intentional about it, Very too. Very So you're... Yeah. I don't need to think about it. It goes back to um, knowing the entire uh, route. Like, you don't need to know it all the way to the end. You're like, today I hope to, or this week or this month, I hope to get 1,200 words in, break that down by day. So, and and you're on track for it. So that's that's so exciting. So that habit is deciding your future for when that book is done. So that's exciting. Awesome. Our last chapter that we wanted to share with you guys is the law of curiosity. Or were no, we doing number we 15. both oh this was our That was the uh, one that I, I I gave you a fifth one and then I reread you. your four and I said, No, I really like the four you chose. Okay, awesome. Which was the law of contribution. Yes. Um, growing yourself enables you to grow others. And um, I yep. love that too. It's like it's like a pay it forward story. Yes, so let's start off with um, the first quote that I highlighted from the book. It's probably the same as yours, but it was, Every day Ben Franklin asked himself in the morning, What good shall I do today? And in the evening, what good have I done today? Stop! (gasps) I was like, what? That's what I wrote down. Ben Franklin, AM, PM. And I thought, God, I don't do that. I don't either. So you know what? I I do do in the morning say, I'm very conscious of starting my day uh, and saying what value am I going to add to people today. Wow, that's great. I do do that. I don't do the last one at the end of the day of how did I do. Yeah. So I think it's funny because some days (laughs) I'll set an intention. I'm going to do a random act of kindness today. And then at the end of the night, I'm like, I didn't do that. You know what I mean? Like, so it's almost like, how do you remind yourself, yeah. you know, to, to get in the yeah, habit could, of doing you that? You could think about journaling that. Yeah, I thought that was a pretty, pretty bold thing to, to write down. And then for me to actually think about, like, what good shall I do today? Yeah. Now, good things happen. And I think unintentionally, good things happen. But what if I was to really, you right. know, give, So when you go into it with that it. mindset, like when I get to work and my first meeting is our stand-up, that yes. stand-up meeting, I immediately think, who in my circle right now am I going to add value to? You know, even if it's like a smile, it doesn't have to be huge contribution. Mm-hmm. It can yeah. be acknowledging them, making them feel worthy, giving them a smile, hearing them. You know, I think even those little cues can be big yeah, when they're no, at, when you absolutely. add them up. Absolutely, Zig Ziglar, a famous quote of his, um, when it talks about growing others, you can get everything in life you want if you help enough people get what they want. Mm, that's you so know. True. Um, I know that I don't think I grew up in my business environment with that mentality. I'm pretty sure I thought that getting everything I wanted 
was to just help myself get everything I wanted. And I think over time, I've realized that if I can help my team be successful, I'll ultimately get everything I want out of the role because we'll all be successful. But I think that took me a long time to learn. Do you have a perspective on that? I feel like I think that that's true. But what what I've learned in all the books and all of the mentor authors that we've been reading, there's no question that every single one of them have, have talked about this and made this such a huge priority. Mm-hmm. Um, they talk about you can't grow up until you grow out, and mm-hmm. so it's about sowing the seeds and and leaving your mark and making things better for you. And they had an example in this chapter about CEOs are more afraid of the contribution they'll leave to the world more than they are about dying. Mm-hmm. And I think that says a lot about people high up and what they start thinking about mm-hmm. when you yeah. have everything that you've ever wanted. Yeah. Then what is it about and what do you want to leave? Mm-hmm. What's your legacy? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think that what seems very natural and basic and fundamental in being a mom and helping my kids grow like you know it just seems like um, a natural thing so to also be able to make sure that it happens in the workplace it can just be small it can just be a compliment right it can just be a thank you it can just be asking somebody a question about their day their weekend um yep yeah I love it um I thought that was great, too, where he talks about be a river, not a reservoir. Yeah, I like to say an analogy on that about uh, most people who do make personal growth part of their lives do it to add value to themselves. But that'll sometimes take Mm -hmm. its toll on you and that you really need to think of yourself as a constant river flow rather than gathering what you can as a reservoir. I thought that was great. Well, fantastic. Anything else that you highlighted that you want to make sure we touch on before we end the podcast? I I love to end the podcast with the last point in Chapter 15 was be grateful. And that is something that we take very seriously. And it's one of my favorite words. And I think that it's really the best contribution that you can make to the world Mm -hmm. is yourself being grateful for all that you have in every day, even the small things, and taking a minute to be grateful for them. How abundant we are. Mm -hmm. Truly, truly abundant. And sometimes in the midst of things, it doesn't seem that way. Um, John tells this story of this woman, Jonetta, who really uh, came from a horrible Uh, circumstances, poverty, drugs, sexual abuse, uh, no place to live, no roof over her head. And, um, and she made something out of her life. And as I read that, I thought, gosh, I am living like richly, meaning have a home, have a roof, have running water, you know, have somebody who loves me, have uh, great friends and family. And, and it is hard to be in a bad mood. It is hard to have a bad day. It is hard to have negative feelings if you go back to gratitude. And if yep. you just just stop it and say, what am I most grateful for? And write that down and you can pretty much quickly change your frame of mind. Yeah. And, you know, I told you how I uh, have trouble sleeping lately, like I'm up a couple times a night. Instead of counting clouds, 
I read that you're supposed to Count the things you're grateful for. Just a little tip. Okay. And you'll go right back to sleep. Okay, perfect. I'll try that. Okay, so last note. Yes. How we end every podcast is, Allison, what was your Create Every Opportunity CEO moment for the past month, let's say? Uh, my CEO moment. You know, I had one that I was going to talk about, and it has literally flown right out. So, okay. <laughs> um I'm going to talk about an opportunity that, that I created that I was also somewhat reluctant to do. Because creating an opportunity does not have to just be, um, I was able to do this. I met this person and, you know, and, and this next thing happened. So I had some debt, mm. pretty sizable debt, and I was fortunate enough to make a bonus this year did we work hard for it absolutely but a bonus is just that it's a bonus so I'm extremely grateful for that and last year when I made it I did not use that bonus to pay off this debt I didn't respect myself (laughs) enough maybe I was like what are the things I'd rather spend that money on Um, and this year the bonus came in and I said what are you doing why are you carrying around this debt uh, went into all this negative self-talk about why I even why I even had the loan that I you know like why did I have that loan? Um, regardless, I, you know enough work in 500 days said stop it. You have money, pay off the damn loan and feel free. I talk about financial freedom. I'm not financially free if I had this debt on me. So that's what I did. So I took the opportunity to finally like put some of my reading into work. So I'm feeling kind of proud about it. How about you? That's amazing. I think this past month, I would say that I created a great opportunity for my family in Michigan by going home and taking care of my dad, who is not in the best of health. And both my sister and brother were leaving the country on vacations and they got their signals crossed and they were going to both be out of the country at the same time and everyone was worried about my dad being home alone. So I um, took a few days off of work at the last minute, thank you, and flew home and I was there for my dad and my family and both my sister and brother had amazing vacations and were able to relax knowing that I was there in case anything bad were to happen. So I'll use that one. That's a great one. Yeah. That's a great one. And if I recall, you got incredible bonding time with your dad, learned some new things. I did. About him. Um, yeah. You know, and so you created an opportunity, not just for your dad, but for you. I did. Like a lifetime I forgot I opportunity. Told you about that. Yeah. I, I really did. It was really an amazing time of bonding for us, and I was sad to leave, yeah. so it was, it so was good So instead of not looking family. forward to it, you yeah. actually really, you were intentional about that, and you actually got something out of it. I so. added value, but got just as yeah, much value back. back. Yeah, great job. So. Good way to end the podcast. Great way. Thanks for listening, everybody. Talk to you soon. Bye. Bye.